Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're going to be reading Matthew 5, verse 21 through 26. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you were angry with a brother or sister, you'll be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you'll be liable to the council. And if you say you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you're offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're on the way to court with him. Or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you will be thrown into prison. And truly I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. This is a passage on forgiveness and as it was for the Jewish listeners, it is for us. God is much more easily grieved than we thought. See, they thought that just murder injured God's world. But Jesus says, actually, smaller things injure God's world. (laughs) If you murder someone, you've heard it said that if you murder someone, you're going to be liable to judgment. But no, if you're angry with someone, you're liable to judgment. And if that anger uh, is undealt with and it morphs into hostility, That would be like if you're talking behind someone's back. That anger becomes hostility. Well, that's even a deeper injury resulting in a deeper consequence. You're going to be liable to the council at that point. And if that hostility continues to morph and to change and becomes actual confrontation with the person, becomes hatred of them, if you say you fool, man, you're going straight to hell. (laughs) See, what Jesus is doing is he's talking about sin. That is to say, he's talking about the ways that our heart's resistance to God, if left untreated, can morph and evolve into much darker things. And he's talking about the consequences of that. But then interestingly, what Jesus does is he transitions to divine forgiveness. He says, if you bring a gift to the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you. Leave your gift there at the altar and go. Be reconciled first to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Now, maybe you caught what he did. At the start of the passage, I was in the position of the one who was offended, who was wronged. Otherwise, why would I even think about murder? The Jewish context wouldn't think about murder unless they were actually wronged. If someone, um, if someone messed with my family and killed one of my children, if I was seriously wronged, then I'm going to think about murder. I am the one who's been offended. I am the one who's been injured. Then Jesus says, okay, you're at worship. And if you're bringing your gift to the altar, if you're bringing your worship to God, and there you remember, not that you were wronged, but there you remember that you have wronged someone else. 
Go, leave your gift and seek forgiveness first. That's a humiliating and a humbling statement. Jesus almost built up his listeners to think that they're the ones in the right. They're the ones who have been offended and now go be the bigger man or woman and go forgive those who have hurt you. But Jesus goes, that's not the case at all. <laughs> that actually will fill you with pride. And if that's the case, you don't understand God's forgiveness. You don't understand me. Don't just go when you're in the right and you have something to forgive. Go when you're in the wrong and you need to be forgiven by someone else. See, that is the state of one who understands what it means to come to the table. I don't come to the table to forgive God. I come to the table to be forgiven by God. And to be a follower of Jesus is first and foremost to learn to seek for forgiveness for what we've done and what we continue to do to injure the world. And if we're not doing that, we don't understand the table to which we come. But seeking forgiveness is difficult. Why? Why is it so difficult? I heard a story a while back that I thought perfectly encapsulated um, the process and, and why it's so hard to seek forgiveness. Um, it came from a preschool teacher. Uh, it was of a, a Christian preschool. She talked about uh, her class one day. They were walking through the hall and one of the students did something to another student in line. Um, and she saw it and she had the, the, the line stop walking and she, she asked the student, she said, um, will you please ask for forgiveness to the student that you just wronged? And the student said, no, I won't do it. And she said, well, we're not gonna go anywhere until you ask for forgiveness. And he goes, fine, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> and this goes on for like five to 10 minutes, she said. She ultimately had the, the class, the line, sit down and say, well, you're holding up the entire um, line. You're holding up the entire class. We're not gonna get on with our day and the fun activities of our day until you ask for forgiveness. And he's like, no, I will not do it. And then finally she looks at him in exasperation and she goes, um, she says his name and goes, why won't you ask for forgiveness? And the little boy, she says, starts to cry. He just breaks down and he mumbles out, what if he says no? What if he says no? To which, amazingly, she says, the student that this kid hurt starts shaking his head vigorously and says, I won't, I won't. Ask me, ask me. And then all the students in line start going, ask, ask, ask. And finally, the kid goes, will you forgive me? And before he can even get out the words, will you forgive me? The kid he wronged gives him the biggest bear hug <laughs> and almost like tackles him to the floor, the teacher says. And then all the students start cheering for him <laughs> and like dog pile on him. And I think that's why we're afraid to ask for forgiveness. 
That's why we're afraid to seek to be reconciled because what if they say no? See, we're afraid that this story is too good to be true. It feels like it is. So we sit in safe places without praying bold prayers, without taking Jesus at his word, without putting ourselves in vulnerable positions because it just seems too good to be true. When's the other shoe going to drop, right? When's midnight going to strike? When are we going to be awoken from this dream that says, even after all the wrong we've done to ourselves and to one another, that Jesus is going to heal it? That just seems too impossible. But Jesus says, go. Be reconciled. Then come and bring your worship to God. Because at that point, you'll understand on a higher level the God who has loved you even when you were his enemy. Lord Jesus, we pray that we take you at your word today. We pray that we have the courage, even in our anger and in our bitterness, that we go seek forgiveness. And in that practice, we find the grace and the power that we needed to forgive those who have wronged us. We worship you, Lord. Go with us. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.